Man, the colors of the wind are shifting. That's a mixed metaphor. Flubble Boys here for Draped and Gold, your one-stop shop. We're covering NXT, NXT UK, across the ring and across the pond. But as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the man you may see, the slaying of those car shield ads for Championship Hollywood. I'm just kidding. And also, the newest signee to the Mac Mania podcast, a Spotify original in association with the ringer. Please give it up to the real Jack Farmer. Flobo boys, can you paint with all the colors of the wind? <laughs> I was trying. I tried. I failed. That's, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, that's that's the question on everyone's mind here, and that watches NXT. Uh, kind of a, a bright and colorful uh, week this week, wouldn't you say? There's no doubt in my mind. We're talking about that in full. The NXT rebrand dub 2.0, which I have reservations for. We're going to go through all of what we thought on that episode. But first, let's talk about the crown jewel of the NXT world. NXT mm. UK with a banger pay-per-view quality of an episode. Let's go to that main event. Your favorite tag team, Pretty Deadly. Cyplay Jack. Took on Gallus, the Coffee Brothers, which is a treat. And they retained, Jack. Can't say I'm surprised. Okay, I'm a little surprised. But you know what? And there's nothing in my mind that has any sort of doubt that they must be the most dominant tag team in NXT UK history. They have to be the most dominant, right? The greatest tag team in the history of NXT UK. Pretty deadly. I think it's pretty straightforward at this point. The truth is, though, Gallus has no chance. They, what? Pretty <laughs> deadly. Pretty deadly. They work together so closely and so fluidly. And I know right now you're saying, yeah, but Gallus, the Coffees, they're brothers. The thing is, though, when you're brothers, you're born brothers. That just happens. You just happen to have the same parents. But pretty deadly, they are joined by something so much stronger than blood, and that is handsomeness. And they have a bond (laughs) in handsomeness. And look, things are better for handsome people because handsome people are just better people. And they're, that's why they win. It's, it's a no-brainer, really. What do you mean they had no chance? There was a chance for Dallas to get the win. A little bit of a tandem offense maneuver that had Howley on his back. And that was close, half a second away from being the new tag team champions. I mean, of course, there's a chance for anything to happen. But, I mean, Lightning could strike five times in the same spot. It's just I'm not going to hold my breath for it to happen. Come on. This is pretty Deadly's match to win. I think the real question is, though, the thing that we really need to look at is something I've been talking about for weeks now. Gallus needs to get their house in order. They have been on a long string of losses. They haven't had momentum in such a long time. I've been saying they need to address these issues, and I worry they are getting to a point where maybe it's too late for them to go back. Maybe it's too late for them to fix the issues they have. So if they want to keep this thing going, they need to stop everything they're doing and fix these problems right now. Surprising that you worry about anything. But let's talk about this Gallus situation in detail. I mean, these guys probably arguably the face of the brand. Gallus boys on top. You know what that means? Their theme song is top tier. But you can't you can't deny the win and loss record. Sorry, I was just going to say, I'm not going to argue with you on the theme song. <laughs> that theme song's fire. That theme song's fire. I'm not going to argue about that. But as far as the face of the brand, maybe they were at some time, you know? I mean, you know, there was a, a time when certain people were the face of the NXT WWE brand. There was a time when different people were the face of the company mm-hmm. in different times and places. But that doesn't mean that's the case forever. I mean, True. right now, this is pretty deadly's time. This is 
pretty deadly is the face of anything they want to be with those faces. Why would you put another face on the brand? Mm, I got one more question for you before I get there. Give a shout out to Will Five Stud is watching live on Twitch. He says, What's up, guys? How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Swell, even. Congratulations to the news of the podcast. That's right. The Mac Mania podcast wraps every Tuesday on the Ringer Podcast Network, a division of Spotify. Jack Farmer. Last That's question up. about this one, but pretty deadly. They are what five and always champs. Yeah. Uh, they have gone through subculture, they yep. have gone through uh, Mustache Mountain and mm-hmm. Gallus. And I mm-hmm. think a, a turn I guess somebody else, that's how they won the championships. Who is next for them? Because I know I'm not gonna say who they're gonna lose to because they're gonna be forever champions in your mind. But yeah. who is next up to take them on in that NXT UK ring? I mean, we might get to a point where they have to start doing rematches, right? They're cleaning out the locker room of tag teams at this rate. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if they're ready for this, but I guess something like a Jack Stars and a Dave Mastiff. I don't know. Who who is left? Pretty deadly hasn't walked all over. That's what I'm asking you, man. You're the expert. You're the guy who knows the locker room knows. You get all the scoops. Who's next? I mean, they just beat, you know, Symbiosis. I think maybe they deserve a shot. I think they've earned that right. Uh, I think that, um, you know, maybe your boys, uh, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, deserve a shot because they got a big win recently. So uh, maybe those guys, I think maybe they're they're up next. But, um, you know, at this point, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Pretty Deadly's holding on to that title. Pretty Deadly's going to be the champions. Does it really matter who they go up against? Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of the one of the best acts here. Garrett for Lamb is watching on Twitch as well. He says, "I tuned at the right time." No, you didn't. Hearing yep. somebody else is going to challenge next. No, they won't. Uh, but thanks for your statement anyway. It was greatly appreciated. No, it wasn't. Uh, so, I mean, no, maybe, I'm just maybe they might have to do. They might be already in record time in the same place Kaylee Ray was recently, where they might have to start importing teams for Pretty Deadly to face because I just don't know if there's anyone there that can challenge them. Which is so weird because if I was a wrestler, a big bruiser, and someone slipped me a snapshot of Lewis Howley, like, that's the guy you have to take down. I'm like, seems easy enough, but they have the win loss record as otherwise. I can't believe this. And they do it dominantly too. I mean, this was it, this it was time a was match, but it, it there was no there was no shenanigans really. No, there was it was a it was a hard fought, well played win, and there's not really much Gallus can go home with and say, well, but other yeah. than they got beat. Uh, Lamb also adds, I think Ash and Oliver are next in line, and they should be. Shout out to my boy Ashton. We need more West Indian champions. Uh, we had to move on in the interest of time. There was some uh, uh, an email, or I'm sorry, an email, a news bit about a couple weeks ago about WWE trademarking two names. One, Reggie, which we all know was the current 24-7 champion. And the next one was Charlie Dempsey. We got a little bit of a look at him today. Uh, doing a little bit of that promo action, drumming up some interest for him. I didn't know it was a British accent. Jack Farmer, what say you? Because you like to rank promos and backstage things. I like this. I thought it was interesting. I'm excited to see what he does in the ring. I think at this point now I need to see him standing next to another wrestler and just see how big he is and how he stacks up. Uh, says he's not going to be doing the flips. Says he's not going to be doing the high flying stuff, uh, which is cool. I think there's a place for that, and that seems to be something that a lot of people are doing these days, focusing more on the old school wrestling style. I don't know if it stands out in NXT UK quite as much as it would maybe stateside, because uh, in NXT UK there's a lot of guys who are just going to ground and pound you. Uh, so we'll see if that's enough to make him stand out. 
But I thought he did well in this promo. I'm interested to see him. I'm not thinking to myself, oh, great, who's this guy? Uh, I'm yeah. interested. I want to see what he does. I, he sounds very serious. I like the serious technical guys. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing him. Uh, Lamb hit the nail on the head. The former Bailey Matthews, uh, William Regal's son, is Claret Charlie Dempsey. So we've seen a little bit of that ground and pound before, but the Jack's point, which I agree with, it's very in vogue now to go old school. A revival, if you will, and oh. not flipping. Uh, how does that make someone stand out? That is something I have to wait and see about. And Elliot says it's Charlie Wade the Bull or Clint Dempsey. Imagine that if he, if he plays soccer on the side. <laughs> well, uh, more more substantial things we gotta wait on Charlie Dempsey, but more substantial things, all that are happening with promos are WW, wait, no, our NXT UK <laughs> champion Ilya Dragunov had a bit of a notice on the screen. But what happened was kind of weird for me, Jack. Nathan Fraser, Rampage Brown, and A Kid, remember him? Get involved, mm -hmm. and they have a little bit of a tussle in that ring. And it looks like the match is going to be official. Ilya on top of the mountain looking down at three men that won his title. It's got to be fun for him to be in the position of looking down on the guys fighting for the opportunity to face him instead of being one of those guys fighting for the opportunity to face the champion. Watching this, I like all the guys that came out here. I think they're going to have a fun match, whoever the winner is with Dragunov. But I think it's clear there is a pecking order in who deserves the shot first. Mm. If we were going to have this. I think the person who deserves it the least, frankly, is Nathan Frazier. He ben. just lost a match that was a contendership match for a different title. Why should he jump to the front of the line to challenge for another title? He's lost that champ, that chance. I think next in line would be A-Kid because he lost a recent title match, but he did get a huge win over Jordan Devlin. So there's some credibility there. I think the, the next guy would be Rampage Brown. He just beat Joe Coffey, another guy who is a perennial contender for the title. So, I think in a lot of ways, Rampage Brown is the guy, but the number one contender is obvious, Flo, but the number one contender should be Walter. Why doesn't he get a rematch? <laughs> Dragunov got a rematch. He should get another chance. I feel like Walter is being slighted here. He should get an opportunity to regain the title he lost. Dragunov got two chances. Walter should get two chances. That's just being fair. It, it's interesting because at first I was like, there's no rematch to WWE anymore. And you're like, yeah, there is. There's lots of them. And Walter Dragunov 3 is not a bad decision. It's not a bad decision at all. But but you're right. All three men, though, I'm going to say with a little twist, all three men are not worthy. And, and that's why I was a bit concerned. Nathan Frazier is someone that had no momentum. I don't think he was fully connected with the audience the way we want him to, the way I want him to. A-Kid uh, was in that match with Jordan Devlin, but he took weeks off. I had forgot about him, to be honest with you. And then you have Rampage Brown. He beat Joe Coffey. But just five minutes ago, we were saying gals ain't the gals of 2018 and 19. So I was like, these three men are going to fight that's great but i don't think it should be number one contender if they win i mean i think that's one of the double-edged swords of having a champion that has been as dominant as a walter for so long is that a lot of the guys get cleared out and you've got to find new contenders and you got to find these people now all of these guys are great don't get me wrong they're all going to have a great match with dragon off and i think that nxt uk would be proud to have any of them as champions should they beat dragon off but uh yeah there's it's it's been a rough road for all of them i think fraser to his credit is great i think now we're getting him in situations that mean something though he's had a lot of matches that have been exciting but there hasn't been a lot of uh stakes in the matches and i think now we're getting those and that's why i say he's kind of the least 
likely to be a contender because the, the first time real stakes were on the line, he lost. So, yeah. uh, but again, he's exciting. He'll be fun. I'd like, I'd like to see that matchup. So I'm okay with it. Uh, but I definitely think rampage of all the guys seems to be the guy that I guess would deserve the shot the most. Yeah, same here. I guess the sentiment is agreeing with you. I think, yeah, of the three men, Rampage would be the one I would favor too, even though it would be in a perfect number one contenders match. And Wheel 5 Stud says, out of all the shows, I watch NXT UK is the most consistent. Absolutely. And I know yeah. people say it's because of the one-hour format, but it's a depth of roster because everyone can't wrestle every week. There has to be a B, a C, a D team. And that roster up and down just seems to be incredibly consistent. Let's talk about the women's division, about consistency. Here's Amelia McKenzie, who are, for a month ago, we didn't even, we even talk about. She had the injury. No one was really asking for Amelia. But now she's put into a match against Stevie Turner, former number one contender to the NXT UK Women's Championship. And she won! What? Michael Santa Moore is probably watching backstage going, oh my gosh, I teach them well. Jack Farmer, walk me through this. Stevie Turner, star. Amelia McKenzie, future star? What happened? I was watching this, and first, I want to say that, to your point about consistency, this match was way better than I expected it to be going into it. Not because I have any doubt on the competitors, but, you know, we talked about the one hour. I looked at the time we had left. I looked at the matches I knew that were on the card. I was thinking that this was going to be something that was going to be quick just for the nature of things, but these guys really just had a, had a brawl. They had a fight. This was fun to watch both of them. And again, just showing how good NXT UK is, is Stevie Turner doesn't look like a, a, a chump in any sense of the word. I think if this is one of those matches, if they had another match today, again, I don't know. I think it'd be a coin flip. I don't know who would come out on top. Uh, if Stevie Turner got a championship match against Mako Sadamora after this, I'd still be like, I don't know. She might be able to do it. Uh, way better match than I was expecting. And I think that, to your point, uh, Mako Sadamora may be regretting teaching Mackenzie as much as she has because she's come a very long way, very fast. And it might come back to haunt her when she gets in the ring with her protege. Uh, so was, was today an upset, in your opinion? I think it was an upset. Again, not, not a shot at McKenzie, just Stevie Turner is a star. I think she's there. I think she has everything you need. I think the only thing is she's so futuristic that she <laughs> needs to wait for our timeline to catch up with her for her to, us, for her to be the star. That's the well, problem. okay. She's not futuristic. She's in another dimension, so it could be the <laughs> present, okay? That other dimension is a different. I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's wrestling. Let, let me get my uh, Stephen Hawking book out, and we're going to talk about how this relates. Uh, and one more question about this after the match, though. Blair Davenport, the suspended Blair Davenport, gets involved somehow, breaks security, which I thought was kind of amazing, and attacks Stevie Turner after the match. And now Blair Davenport is making all the rules she wants because she's a loose cannon, but she made the choice to go after Stevie Turner. So I wonder if Stevie Turner going to have her a bit of a redemption storyline as well. Thoughts about that with Blair Davenport? I thought that was fascinating. Also, you say that Davenport's making her own rules. She's not making her own rules. She's just disregarding everybody else's. She, does, she doesn't even care about what's going on. I love that. And I love the idea of these two having a banger of a matchup down the line. Should Stevie Turner be able to compete? Seems like everyone that Blair Davenport runs into can't get in the ring for a while. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But I'd love to see Stevie Turner and Blair Davenport really duke it out. 
duke it out. Uh, here's a question from Lam. It was asking about the, the placement of Zaya Brookside. She's very good. Uh, I mean, Jack hates her for some reason, but I think the sky's the limit with Zaya Brookside. But every time there seems to be new talent to, to Lamb's credit or Lamb's point, they always seem to be climbing up the ladder closer to the champion while Zaya Brookside's in the same spot. What do you make of this, Jack? Zaya Brookside could be amazing, but the problem is she's always thinking of herself. Oh, she's man. Not- selfish she's oh, always man. trying to get the veterans the greats the people who should be in the spotlight like nina samuels to clean Ooh. toilets and do things like that if zaya brookside focused on the wrestling instead of trying to be catty and hold back the you know and hold back the other women in the division instead of trying to trip the prom queen maybe she should worry about staying in the ring and doing what she needs to do there i think she has all the potential in the world just needs to quit being so selfish I can't believe I asked a question about Zaya Brookside, but you put Nina Samuels over her. What is going on? <laughs> She's not that great, Jack. I'm just saying. It's Zaya Brookside could be the, the future, but Nina Samuels was someone's assistant for three months and hasn't got a winning streak since. So I don't know. If I had to buy into a stock, if I was doing the Farmer's Market segment from the Mac Mania podcast, I'll put my money into Zaya Brookside. Like I said, if she's able to quit being selfish, if she's able to quit trying to worry so much about backstage politics, like making people clean bathrooms and worry more about getting it done in the ring, I think she could be an absolute star. Moving on. Top of the card today was some Heritage Cup number one contender tournament action with the winner facing either Teoman or Wolfgang. Noam Dar versus Kenny Williams, Scotland versus Scotland in this contest with Noam Dar getting the victory, which is not surprising. But what was surprising to me is that you could argue that both men are antagonists. But in the course of the matchup, Noam Dar was a bit more sympathetic. Is this a start of something? Or am I just looking too much into the tea leaves, Jack? I loved this match. This might have been my favorite match so far this week. The fact that you're right, these two guys, you know, some people call them ne'er-do-wells. Some people would call them, uh, as Nigel expertly said, lovable rogues. I love that line. <laughs> uh, I love that both of them, it became kind of a who could outsmart the other? Who could outtrick the other? And you'd see a lot of these things going back and forth between them. Uh, but I think Kenny Williams learned a very valuable lesson today. And that is you can be as sneaky as you want. You can be as crafty as you want. You can be as lucky as you want. But at the end of the day, sometimes having a big, strong friend hiding under the ring is what you really need to get the win. <laughs> she to win. She to win. Uh, <laughs> that's you know, my heritage. That's, you know, having friends sometimes means more than being good. And I think that's where Noam Dar really had the ace up his sleeve. I, wait, you're supporting this? You're talking about all the times where, where Eddie Dennis Simeosis was somehow uh, in trouble because Danny Luna was seeing their friends wrestle, but Shaw Samuels actively got involved in the match. You're going, fair play, fair play. I mean, would you tell Shaw Samuels he wasn't supposed to do that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not. I can't even tell about his name change in the middle of a match. I'm too no. afraid. <laughs> Shaw, go Still, easy on me. By the way, one of to this day, one of the most legendary moments in the history of WWE, I would say. I, it, it wasn't at first, but the more I think about it, I think it was. Hey, that's not my the, name, Mike. The more time goes on, middle of the match. Hey! <laughs> uh, here's a question for Will Five Stud. He goes, do you think we'll ever get a tie? 
uh, when it comes to Heritage Cup rules. We had one in the original tournament, and that goes in sudden death, where the next pinfall will win. What I'm working for is, have we ever seen a straight set victory in Heritage Cup play? I don't think so, Jack. I, you I, mean, I uh, don't. Two wins in a row. Two wins in a two, like two pinfalls in a row. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen that. That's what I'm waiting for to see who'd be the first one to get that. I think off. we did. I want to say it did happen uh, in the, the old tournament. Yeah, in okay. the original tournament. I could be mistaken though, but I think it. I think it's happened before because I was. Well, it's I, happened it kinda, it kind of clicked. I, I was actually thinking of it today, but for some reason, it just feels like it has. I could be wrong. Don't uh, quote me on that. I just I feel like in the original tournament, it happened. I do 20. know Dave Mastiff knocked someone out and got a clean win that way. Right. So, well, let me guys know in the chat what's going on. Uh, if it does happen, it's incredibly rare. And if it hasn't happened, I'm waiting for that to happen. Again, yeah. I guess. Um, well, crazy things happen in NXT UK. I think so far the tightest hour in wrestling this week. Uh, if you guys have not seen it, make sure you do. But before we move on to NXT Prime or NXT 2.0, Jack, any final words about NXT UK this week? Yeah, again, another great show. As mentioned, it's one of the most consistent shows. I think it's also one of those shows that first day you watch it, it's pretty good. It's cool. Uh, second day you watch it, it gets better. And the more you watch it, the better it gets because you start to understand the nuances. Uh, again, I go back to the Heritage title. Uh, I remember the first time watching it being kind of like, what is this? But now Heritage Championship is my favorite non-world title division. I think Ooh. it's it's just interesting. I love the strategy of it. I love how it plays out. Uh, so the more you watch it and the more you understand like who Gallus is and who uh, Imperium is or who Symbiosis is and, and all these different groups or these different wrestlers that maybe at first glance, you don't really know the difference of too much. But the longer you watch it, the more you get the nuances. And if again, I always say if you're watching this show because you want to hear us talk about NXT 2.0, then <laughs> do yourself a favor, go back on Peacock and watch a few episodes of NXT UK, get caught up and you'll see that it's an amazing program. Yeah, and Lamb says, don't forget about the monochromatic faction not named the NWO subculture. Uh, but before we go to NXT, a real quick question. Uh, next week, we're going to get Wolfgang versus Tiamon. Who you got? Tiamon. Wow, with a bullet. Well, yeah, Gals is going through some things, but really, it was with a bullet. Bam. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me rethink it. Tiamon and Wolfgang, and then the winner faces. Noam Dar. Noam Dar's in the finals? Mm hmm. Ooh. Mind you, uh, Tiamon has Rohan Raja at ringside, so it could be a little bit of a boop, boop, boop. I go Tiamon. I think because. La yeah, last time I believe uh, Wolfgang had his shoulder roughed up a little bit and i think tiamon's gonna take advantage of it yeah there you go uh, i guess uh, we get that in the chat as well tiamon as well so i guess we'll have a final with nair duels if that would be the case but we don't predict we don't fantasy book we don't do that stuff we are moving to the brand new nxt much has been written colorful ink has been spilled about the relaunch of nxt i call it a season premiere in my notes 2.0 which is odd for me because i think of it as either a 3.0 or a 4.0, depending on which NXT version you're taking. But what do I know? I'm old. I'm outside the demographic. Jack Farmer, uh, before we get into the matches. No, I was going to say, our friend of the show, Steve Kaufman, said it'd be 5.0. And he broke down the different times, like the different eras <laughs> of it. So props to Steve Kaufman. If you guys have not seen Steve Kaufman, he's a man on, on YouTube and, and Twitter space. Follow him. He's verified, so I'm jealous. Uh, probably has all the different eras of NXT. But yes, before we get to the matches, give me your overall thoughts, Jack. Much has been said about it. Are you are you pro the relaunch? Are you anti the relaunch? Are you in the middle somewhere? Uh, there was a lot of questions I had uh, coming out of it. But uh, 
uh, first and foremost, I want to say I watched this with the um, in the mindset that everything that happened before no longer counts, right? So uh, we'll get into the matches and things, but for example, I think typically we would have said Kyle O'Reilly deserves a title shot. He had a big win against one of the biggest opponents on one of the biggest stages. He deserves a title shot. I'm saying that was before. That doesn't count. Everyone's got to restart. Um, and that goes with the different setups and all that. So that said, um, I liked the opening. I love opening promos where it's just them like looking at the camera, giving a quick rundown of why they should win their matches later in the night. Uh, I think the colors are cool. I actually like the uh, the studio wrestling feel to it. Uh, nice. You know, stuff that, um, you know, I, of course, I'm uh, I'm with I, I work with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and Primetime Live and the United Wrestling Network. Yeah. They do studio wrestling, but also you know you look at NWA. They've sort of brought that back into the fold, and it's kind of, kind of become a little bit more popular. Uh, for me, this show though felt very much like a Saturday morning cartoon vibe, uh, or that old Saturday morning wrestling vibe, if if that makes sense. Um, it didn't feel like something you watched so much like in prime time, if that makes sense. It felt like mm -hmm. a, like a weekend show. Um, this episode also felt very, we want to show you wrestlers you haven't seen before. And it also felt very, um, uh, we're going to mix everyone up. There's a lot of wrestlers hanging out with a lot of wrestlers at the same time, as opposed to the past where it was very much like, if so-and-so is in a rivalry with so-and-so, then they are connected, but you don't see the people around them, where now it felt like everyone was involved. Um, my, my overall takeaway was, I, on its own, I think it's fine. Like I said, it feels more like a Saturday morning kind of wrestling show uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and a studio wrestling show, and that's fine, but it doesn't feel like it's on the same level of any of the other network wrestling shows. Um, it feels like it's a smaller show than a than the previous NXT, than the main, you know, SmackDown Raw, or even an AEW Rampage or Dynamite. It feels like a smaller show. It feels like it should have smaller ratings. Yeah, the episode we saw this week was a mixed bag. If if you're a normal fan, a terrible episode. If you're an LA Knight fan, we'll get that in a second. Um, I have my own reservations about it. I, I like this the, the PC. Uh, I like the theme song. I mean, I want to get the full version of it. I'm kind of like in the vibe. The mixing up of wrestlers was definitely uh, important, um, but a lot of it did seem like it was reboot for reboot's sake. Now. I felt like I was dropped into episode five. I don't really know what the overture is. I don't know what the vibe is. How do you describe this NXT to someone else? At least the last NXT, you'll say, well, hey, SmackDown of Raw, that's like a, that's like, um, a movie, whereas NXT is like Broadway. This one here seems like a movie your friend made. And I mean it in the most respectful way possible because you want to have that mm -hmm. small feel, but it did seem a little bit on rails to a SmackDown, but a side quest of SmackDown. Like it was like the opening hour to a SmackDown show. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully I'm just an old curmudgeon that has to be slow to adapt to change. But my first question was actually asked in the chat. This one is about Rick Steiner, who is now Braun Breaker, being the first man in a match on NXT 2.0 and the man to get the first win on NXT 2.0 at LA Knight's expense. Uh, let me answer that question first. Rick Steiner, I love it. The brand is built in, baby. Um, I think and I assume that if whatever reason Rex does not work out at NXT and goes abroad, his name will be his name. So you'll do whatever you can to protect it. As for why his name is Braun Breaker, what do you think, Jack? Uh, um, the name Braun 
I don't. I, there seems to be a thing with the name Braun in WWE. Braun. Uh, I I am not a fan of the name Braun Breaker. I know I'm not the first person to say this. I'm not a, I'm not someone who's like a hot take here, but I think if you're new to wrestling or you're new to the show, it's very easy to mix up like, wait, which one was Braun Breaker and which one was Von Wagner? Braun, Von, uh, a lot of names that sound very similar throughout the show. Yeah. Um, I'm devastated by the change in the name. I hate I hate the name change. And, and, and the reason why i'm not a fan there's layers to why i'm not a fan of this name and it's not just because it's not his name but when you watch this clearly they want to note they want you to notice he is a steiner he dresses like a steiner he acts like a steiner he's throwing steiner lines he's doing spinning belly to belly suplexes i'm shocked he didn't win with a bulldog or a steiner recliner while they're talking about him in the match, they're calling him the dog face gremlin. They want us to know face. face. Or okay. But the point is, so they're saying to us, <laughs> they're saying to us, he used to be a player for the Baltimore Ravens. Guess what? If I go to the Baltimore Ravens and say, list every player to ever play for the Baltimore Ravens, there is no Braun Breaker. You're telling me that he has a different name throughout the entire match. But also, this is the most hurtful part of it for me. Yeah, Rex, tell me. Rex Steiner was possibly the best name they've come up with. And I say that because obviously the Steiner name, it's built in. He's a legend. I mean, why wouldn't you call him by the name we all know? You got Randy Orton. He's a legend. You've got Dominic Mysterio. He's a That's legend. That's Curtis Axel. <laughs> but here we go. But no, but this is the thing is – not only does Rex Steiner sound like his real last name, Rex Steiner, it so it makes sense, it fits, but also his dad was the dog face gremlin. He would bark, he would do all these things, and Rex is a famous dog name, so it all plays together. It all works in such perfect harmony. I was devastated they changed his name because I honestly thought Rex Steiner was the perfect name for him in all of this. All I'm saying is if he goes to say AEW and he's go, my name is Rick Steiner, like Rick Steiner, then it's like that whole brand imagineering goes out the window. It's totally a layer to protect them. As for why it's Braun Breaker, I'm not defending that. That is something I can't. Yeah, exactly. Lamb says, remember when, when Joe Henning was Michael McGillicuddy? <laughs> you know, like, well, and became Curtis Axel. That was silly too. I mean, that was silly too. To a degree. Well, and here's the thing. Let me say this. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. always bad to hide the last name. Like I think it's a good idea for someone like Bray Wyatt to use a different name because he's so different than IRS and you don't want people to necessarily compare the two. But Braun Breaker is clearly, they are rubbing our face in the fact that he is a Steiner the whole time, but trying to tell us he's got a different name. That isn't necessarily a fantastic name. I, that's what kills me about it is if he's going to, if he came out and was acting like LA Knight, for instance, I'd be like, okay, whatever. That is a different character, but he is clearly a Steiner through and through. And again, you're telling me, look him up, look him up on the Ravens and see what his real name is. Let me allude to his dad's name, all this other stuff. Just give him his name. I mean, imagine, imagine you have a comic book character and they're like, uh, his dad was a very rich a uh, person who lived in Gotham and he he's going to fly fight crime in a black outfit using a utility belt and all this other stuff but we're going to call him Steve Fredrickson 
Just call, just call him away. Let tell us who he is. Like, why are you being so weird about it? Just tell us who he is. Why I mean, is there's it a hate of guys named Steve there, Jack? Damn, <laughs> Steve, I had enough. <laughs> if I could be a 100 percent honest with you, the first name that came to my mind was Steve Rogers, and I was like, wait a minute, that's, <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> Steve Rogers in Gotham. I guess I have a utility belt. Yeah. I was. I, was... <laughs> I, I totally get. I get it, man. I, I, under, I understand. For me, per, as a as a character person, I was getting hardcore Mojo Rally vibes. I, the the multicolor thing was not my thing. But forget about that. The match. First went first man to win a match on NXT 2.0. Granted, it was at LA Knight's expense, but it confused the hell out of me because it sounded like LA Knight was saying, I'll face you next week kind of a thing. But they went right to that match, and LA Knight lost not once, but twice on the same evening. They'll start with the Braun Breaker match. Jack Farmer, what was the takeaway here? Am I supposed to be on board with Braun? Am I supposed to diminish my view of LA Knight? What was supposed to be – what would the vibes you got after this one? So for all the things I said about the name of Braun Breaker – He's a star. He's a massive star. He is going to be the face of NXT. Just mm, maybe. No, he, uh, I'm telling you. Look, his outfit, by the way, the bright colors. He's literally dressed like the logo. He <laughs> is going to be the star of NXT. He is going to be the guy. And the only thing that'll stop that is if he gets called up. Mm. That's the only thing that'll prevent that. But uh, otherwise, Braun Breaker will be the face of NXT. If you don't like him, tough. He's the face of NXT. He's the guy. I thought he looked amazing. I thought he's got the look. He's got, he can wrestle well. And he's dressed like the logo. He's going to be the guy. I agree with you 90%. And especially at the end of the, the night's episode where he stared down a new NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, which we we'll get to in a second. But I got to add a little bit of contrarianism because if I agree with you, the show would suck. But what about Ted DiBiase Jr.? Now, granted, he put himself out of the game, but everyone was saying he was going to be the next biggest star. And that did not pan out. Why give him the rocket chip so early? I think that I think Ted DiBiase Jr. was was good. I liked him. I, I this guy this feels different. He just feels, feels he's good. gotten he's gotten energy to him. He's got an excitement to him. He's got a body. He's got he like I said he's he looks good uh, on camera. He's someone that I think has that sort of he's like legit in a way. So like that is going for him. Yeah, just everything about him I think checks every single box. The only thing missing is uh, I haven't heard him speak a lot. Uh, he sounded fine every time he talked today, but of course it was just a handful of lines. So we'll see if he can, you know, hop on a microphone and talk for five minutes straight. But what I saw today is just, this is the guy he's going to be the guy. If also, by the way, um, what's speaking of Batman, what was the name of the actor that played Alfred in the, um, uh, in the, uh, uh, the recent Batman, not, not the, um, Michael Caine, Michael Caine. Yes. Sorry. So, yeah. Something that reminded me of Michael Caine is uh, someone asked him once, how do you decide which roles you're going to take? And he said, I read the first page of the script and the last page of the script. And if my character is on both pages, I take the, I take the job. Uh, oh, wow. Because that means he's, you know, if he's at the beginning and the end. I don't sure. think it's a coincidence that Braun Breaker started and ended the first episode. I was on, I was like, how was Jack going to make Michael Caine work with wrestling? But you stuck the landing. I'm impressed, man. That was, <laughs> give it up, dude. It wasn't <laughs> was like, easy. Where's he going? 
it wasn't easy. It was a, it was a miracle on the Hudson. We'll call it. It, 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 it was a ride, baby. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the Eddie title match. That really wasn't our, even our main event here, but uh, for a four way dance uh, that had Pete Dunn, Tommaso Ciampa, LA Knight, who took his second loss of the night. And Von Wagner. Here is somebody that was slotted in here in the course of a show. A decision by William Regal, which I know Jack was not a fan of, because he helped Kyle O'Reilly, who got attacked during this episode. A lot of questions here. I'm going to assume anyone watching the show does not watch 205 Live. So who was Von Wagner, Jack? The the Von Wagner thing, I don't want to give him a hard time. You know, he's doing his job. He's getting an opportunity. He should take it. Very who kind of moment. Uh, Very odd moment and it's it's so interesting because he's been on 205 live but it's it's interesting that there's this feeling of you can't take guys from nxt and put them on the main roster because no one's going to know who they are yet you're taking someone from 205 live and putting them in the title picture on nxt expecting us to know who he is uh right and you could feel it in the crowd you could feel it when he came out and again i don't mean this is a shot against him he's not at all Everything oh. he did, he should have done. Like that's it was great, by the way. He could have yeah. himself well. Yeah, yeah. It's not shot against him, but it's just a, yeah. Who? I mean, if anything, <laughs> if you were going to put someone in, and maybe this would be too quick, but you'd say, Braun Breaker, you just beat a guy in the match. You should probably take the extra spot. Uh, that makes more logical sense. I thought. Yeah, like that would be normal. But Von Wagner was such a. Wait, what? What are you? What are you doing? I don't. I don't know him. I don't get him. Uh, again, I feel like it was, was well, a, a warning. Just... Sorry to cut you off, dude. I, I feel like it was a warning shot. Like we're gonna do something really different. We're gonna really break down the barriers. Forget about rankings and and forget about the pecking order. We really want to make this as flat as possible. But it really was a a, a deep cut that only fans who watch six, seven, eight hours of WWE content is gonna be on board with this. I thought. Yeah, it's. It... Very, very strange adding him in. And I, I hope he's able to I hope he's able to make the best of it. I hope he's able yeah. to turn it into something. Um, but it's a hard spot to be in if you're that guy, because now he's that guy that feels for he already feels forced and it has nothing to do with him. Again, it's just kind of like, wow, you really just shoved him in there. That feels it feels very weird. It just feels I would have rather they gave him just a match against somebody and beat them as opposed and then made the main event a, a three way or yeah. something else. Yeah. And then maybe gave him a shot down the line. I don't know. But this felt I think to your point. Yeah, it was supposed to feel like anything could happen, but this was the wrong kind of anything could happen. Yeah, like if it was a video game and that was my creative character, I'm like, oh, this is sweet. But like watching it going, I don't have a promo in this show, in this world. If I'm supposed to say it's a brand new era, I'm assuming I can't watch other shows for it. So you didn't even give me a promo about the guy. He just showed up one day and was like, main event. So, and I guess people love you in the chat there. I mean, isn't that classic William Regal though? Uh, Hey, we lost someone from the four-way. Hey, you're standing here. Why don't we put you (laughs) in the match? I can't even defend William Regal this week. It didn't make zero sense whatsoever. He did have a more colorful office. He did. He did. <laughs> uh, finally. That's, can we get windows? Um, yeah. <laughs> Coat of paint. Coat of paint's the best we can do. <laughs> uh, Monsanto, I got FCW vibes. It, it, I, it's too early to call it, but I see the middle of that blending uh, as it is. But you got to move on in the interest of time. Our main event was actually 
a wedding where nothing went totally wrong. Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis, they're finally together. And forget the marriage thing because you know it's going to happen forever. They, or I mean Dexter, actually spoke. Jack Farmer, your favorite guy on the planet is no longer creepy because he has a vocabulary. Aren't you excited because he carries a hatchet to his own wedding day? I thought they executed this perfectly in every way they stuck this landing so well this is one of the best things wwe has done as a company in so 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 long i loved the video package kind of replaying the story getting us to there i loved that they had people like the grizzled young veterans teasing all the things that are probably going to go wrong like <laughs> uh, these never work out you know <laughs> like right, right. It. i love that throughout the wedding they were teasing is this going to be where it goes wrong is this <laughs> where something falls apart <laughs> yeah. uh, i love that they brought in damian priest as the you know, you know for funsies i love that uh, Austin Theory came back, even though I don't know why he left in the first place. That felt weird. Like I said, all that is gone. But I love that they brought him back. I loved all the different things. I love the speak now, forever hold your peace. Then he flashes the axe at everybody. Uh, and I loved the tease of whether or not he was going to say the words, and he did. I thought the whole thing was executed absolutely perfectly. Uh, sometimes WWE gets a little dreary. Sometimes it, it feels like there's never joy in WWE stuff, but this yeah. felt fun. It felt nice. It was a happy ending. Uh, and the best part of it all is that it doesn't count because Dexter Loomis lost to Johnny Gargano. And, uh, <laughs> it's a no. It's all boy. Well, we got the full names of Dexter Loomis, Dexter Gay, Lord Loomis, and Indy Hartwell, Indy Ophelia Hartwell, which is going to be a trivia question, guaranteed on some kind of board game later on. Um, I have to ask you as a DJ, how do you feel about the white microphone covers? Uh, I Sometimes covering things up makes them stand out even more. And I think that's what happened with the, mic- the white microphone covers. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not a big fan of them. I think it's one of those things. I think it's, I, I would say, I would rather they just have the one mic and have it pick everyone up. But, you know, I'm a, you know, I, I, I just said, I got so worried. I was like, wait, it's a rainbow show, white microphones. Are we talking mist? Like, I was waiting for yeah. Tion Shaw to show up or something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I do got to say, something that stood out to me, just the most classic part. We talk about people just being who they are in all cases when, you know, the officiant goes down and everyone's like, come on, Regal, you can do it. And he's like, I don't work. Would would you have done it, Jack? If you got our game, I I don't I don't do stuff. (laughs) This was one guy at your job and is like that. Would you have done it? Would you have have married Indy and Dexter? I yeah, I would do it. I I, so I've done I've officiated a wedding before, and it's very stressful actually because it is not say not like doing the right things, but like. Did I actually do all the things I needed to do to make this legal? Like, yeah, there's that fear of like, oh, you were supposed to say this, or did I mail the paperwork in on time, or yeah. or whatever? But uh, so I'd I'd be happy to do it, but I'd probably be sweating about it for about a month after. And that's why Regal's like, I know how Florida is. I ain't getting involved in that. <laughs> Send the marriage license back, and it's his fault. <laughs> Go <Cuckoo> bananas. <laughs> but I actually, but I really thought that. Um, I think as a as a segment, as a story, this was a real feel good moment, and I loved it. I think it's uh, I, it's probably the only wedding that's ever just gone through fine in wrestling, and that's what kind of made it special too. I, I really think this was a, a fantastic thing. It for all the stuff we could say about this, you know, two point 
this was a great moment. It felt great. It was fun to watch. It left me leaving the show feeling like that was a fun show. That was a good thing. I think they need to do more feel good moments. And I, I hope that this gets them to do more feel good moments. I, this was amazing to me. I loved it. I, I don't have a follow up question about this match, but I just, I was, match? I was doing other coming up. No, I'm, I'm moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was doing, yeah, who won? <laughs> Indy always wins. No, I was, uh, I was doing something away from my, on my uh, computer and I was listening to the Ridge Holland Drake Maverick match. And that sounds like an absolute massacre. So I had to stop what I was doing and watch this. And so, yes, Drake Maverick is completely destroyed. Rich Holland is like a loose cannon on the brand. Where does he fit in in the new NXT? Is he someone that can fit in this colorful landscape or do you think he's going to be moved or something? I don't know. It, it's um, it, definitely a, a devastating win. Drake Maverick kind of is a um, kind of in between two worlds right now with his stuff on Raw and his stuff on NXT. Uh, seems to be uh, not much longer for NXT. Uh, I think he's going to make that move back to Raw very soon. Um, it was kind of weird hearing him come out with his old music with, that he used to come out with. It made me go, oh, yeah, this guy's right, right. His team's not together anymore. But uh, Rich, as far as Rich Holland goes, I thought he did great. I thought he looked amazing. I don't know how he stood out amongst other people tonight, though, because – and that, that would be one of my bigger concerns of NXT 2.0, other than how long do we call it 2.0? Do we call it 2.0 like three years from now? Will we still call it 2.0? Uh, but, uh, but right now, it seems like we're getting a huge influx of guys who are big, muscly brutes. And so what does he do to stand out as a big, muscly brute if we've got – you know, Braun Breaker, if we've got Von Wagner, if we've got Duke Hudson, if we've got all these guys that in a lot of ways have similar features, you know, built big, strong dudes. How does he stand out in that world? Yeah, how do you stand out? Well, one way to stand out is becoming the heavy. Who also got a heavy? Carmelo Hayes. And one of the most awkward and odd segments I have ever seen on NXT. So Carmelo Hayes, quick fan favorite, breakout tournament winner says, I've been too soft. It brings out Trick Williams, which I know he meant well, but I had to go back and listen to his promo three times. I had no idea what he was saying. And to top it all off, to show his dominance, Trick Williams, he beat up Duke Hudson, who's also an antagonist. Jack, I am utterly confused as to what happened with Carmelo Hayes this week. Please make this make sense. Yeah, this was confusing. Uh, I I still don't know what Trick was talking about. I still don't really know what he was was getting at. Uh, I don't know. Is he a, a, a bodyguard? Is he a tag team partner? Are they? I, I I don't. I still don't really understand the situation. It. it I'm still a huge Carmelo Hayes fan. That's uh, what it I was. Mean, he got beat up by Electra Lopez and Santos. He goes, "I need yeah. backup," and brought this guy out. And I mean, he's big. He, you know, I, I, I don't know what the, what the situation is. I, again, I just, I don't really get the relationship. I don't really know what trick is, is there for. I, I didn't really understand what he was trying to say. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to take from, from this. Uh, I'm still a big fan of Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I'm not writing anybody off just yet. Sure. Um, but this, this confused me. I don't, cause you're beating up Duke Hudson Duke Hudson's a jerk. Am I supposed to like Trick now, or am I supposed to not like him, or am I supposed? I don't. I don't. I left feeling I don't really know what to think of this, and that's not really not in a good way, you know. 
and we're seeing this to be coming a trend. Grant is only the first episode. You have to give it time to grow. But these are characters and performers that are just put in these unenviable positions, right? So you're told to be the heavy. You're not that much bigger than Carmelo to begin with. And to Elliot's point, he did say uh, Carmelo said he's in the final Boston overdog. But the reason, yeah, to me, it was also weird. He took a body slam from Electra Lopez, which to be fair, I would too, because <laughs> yeah. she is tough. Yeah. Uh, and, and says, hey, look, man, no one missed the nice guy, but you were never. You weren't someone who got beat up weekly. You got sucker punched or sucker slammed or, or what have you. Yeah, it's a guy who won a tournament and has a shot at any title he wants. And you're saying that he's soft? I don't I, – I, you know, and, and that, I'll, you know, whatever. I'll take it with a grain of salt. New show, whatever. We need to find a reason these guys are together. But even that, I didn't really get – again, maybe it's because I didn't really understand what Trick was trying to say. I know he's bowed about it. <laughs> you know, I don't – Still not 100% sure what about it, about it means, but. <laughs> I, I, it was hot to 15 years ago. We said about about it when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, it looked like they I were mean, childhood friends. Conan used to say in the wolf pack. Yeah, I think so. Back in like, yeah. the late 90s. Yeah. yeah. You know. About it parts one, two, and three or with uh, Master P. It was a Master P song, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like, that's okay, cool. You're using old slang. That's cool. Like, I'm fine with that, but I just don't really, again, I just don't really. Didn't really understand what, what Trick was doing. <laughs> I, well, it just it felt very weird to have a promo in the ring to introduce someone and not really explain very well what happened. I don't know if there was a miscommunication or something. I'm just I'm confused by it. Confusing is uh, the name of the game with that storyline. Hopefully, it gets resolved or gets added onto. But here's something I kind of like, even though it's kind of quirky. Here, Mandy Rose is a brunette. Breaking news: getting involved in this tussle. She's been hanging out with J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan. And even though Casey Cat Desire and Caden Carter were the foils again this week, this is a new faction in the women's division. Yeah, this was the first match where it became clear that we're seeing some uh, some of the directing from uh raw and smackdown make its way over to nxt because it did the thing where it starts off as a tag team match shenanigans happen we go to commercial break we come back it's now a six-person tag match mm, i didn't uh, notice that good call um you know uh i like i i like uh i like the team so it's cool to see i like saray getting out there uh, i think uh mandy rose looks good as a brunette i mean to be fair she looked good as a blonde i mean so good cool. mandy um uh it does seem uh it's it's hard to feel like changing your hair color is that exciting from blonde to brunette when you're with someone who has like bright orange red hair next to you yeah so yeah. it's kind of like well i mean it, it's different but i mean you've got someone who's got like very drastic hair <laughs> next to you you know here's my question though who's the leader of the faction now because it seemed like this week that mandy was just being like the third person even though it felt like she was like supposed to be the manager brains of the operation two weeks ago. I'd still say she's the, uh, the leader in this one. Uh, I do want to say the six, like when it, when it got to a six way, I thought it was a great match. I thought it was exciting. I thought there was a lot of cool stuff going on. I think everyone looked really good in that matchup. Uh, so once I got going as a six person, I loved it. I'm just, uh, you know, I think whatever, you know, it's cool. Mandy has new hair. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> for me, that, for me, that, um, the I think the, the big takeaway here is that those three had a great match. They all worked together really well, and they got a big win. Hot takes. Hot takes all around in the show here. Uh, also, This is the positive show, by the way. Yeah, we're, the, we're, hey, we're, we're making it hard, man. Look, also in the tag team division, Imperium had a match against Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, and now our tag team with their own music. That's cool. 
doing that old school Cameron Grimes vibes, but they were came up short against Imperium. I was wondering whether or not Imperium and Diamond Mike can coexist, but this show proves it because both factions appear. Jack, thoughts about the match? Imperium are just getting shredded. I feel like every time they come out, they've dropped, they've somehow found more body fat to shed. Because <laughs> I feel like every time they come out, they've got a new ab, they've got like, they're just. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's incredible that like they're putting in a lot of work i thought they looked amazing this was imperium's match here this was their their day they looked great uh it was cool that briggs and jensen got the chance to have a match and, and they were out there they did good stuff but i think this was imperium reminding the world that whether it's 1.0 2.0 5.0 12.0 imperium and respecting the ring is a constant in nxt if you're the mysterious general manager, man, what do you do with Imperium? Is it done? Do you go to re do, do re-expand it? Does it run its course? Uh, is so it tired? You admit, you admit that William Regal is not the general. He's not doing anything. I mean, you don't. You want to replace him. You want to. You want to have your own election. <laughs> do they have elections? I don't know how that works. Uh, no, I'll give him credit. He says war games well. Uh, okay. I love William Regal. It's no, you don't. A joke. It's a, it's joke. a super cut of all the times you've really dunked on them throughout the last year. <laughs> um, I mean, I think they deserve a title run. I think that you look at the work they've put in. I mean, they had a, a dominant win today. I think of all the tag teams, they're sort of the one that stands out as one of the most established that hasn't gotten a tag team shot in a while that has been focused on tag teams. And uh, I, I think they just stand out right now. I think they deserve a tag team title shot against MSK. Here's something that needs to tag team title shot. The Creed Brothers of Diamond Mine had a match against Dan Jarman and Trevor Skelly. Dan and Trevor were much competition, but these guys, I felt, Diamond Mine had a better show than the light the week before. What makes you, what say you about the Creed Brothers there, sir? It's, uh, th yeah, they look great. I think, you know, until you see them in a ma match with people who uh, are ranked competitors, as I like to say, uh, right. it's, it's hard to always compare i mean throwing around guys who are unranked is one thing but getting in there and you know beating up guys like uh imperium is a very different story uh watching this though creed brothers kind of starting to look like the main event of this group as opposed to roderick strong um, mm. it felt a little bit like when they were standing out there and, and you know i'm a huge roderick strong fan but Ooh. when they're all standing out there Roderick Strong kind of disappeared into the group as opposed to looking like the guy that was leading it. Yeah, I guess so. Well, it's not going to be Hachi, man. He doesn't say anything. But yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, Ellie, I was going to have it in my notes as well. The unnecessary clothesline is the best thing for a finishing move. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, I was yeah. getting shades and echoes of the NWO, which is your favorite faction of all time. Uh, yeah. But we have a confused with title match on, on <laughs> too sweet on the horizon. Kushida Kim thumbs out. Uh, with a dope shirt, so I'm waiting for that. Uh, elsewhere, a last match of the card this evening was B-Fab of Hit Row getting to the ring for the first time. New era against the Chilean luchadora Katrina Cortez. The match itself is pretty quick. B-Fab short her dominance until uh, Legado de Fantasma had words to say after the match. Jack, I thought this was done. I thought Hit Row and Legado was just done, done, done with, Le with Legado getting the win, but this was going to be gang warfare around the time for a certain kind of event. The uh, ooh, I like that. Um, it's I found it fascinating. If this was the first episode of NXT you'd ever turned into tuned into, you would think B Fab was the leader of Hit Row after mm -hmm. this. 
she was the only one that really talked on the well i mean everyone talked during the the backstage promo but um she was the only one that talked in the ring and the you talked on the mic she's the only one that had a match uh she just seemed like the leader today again if you hadn't seen anything before this this felt like her group more so than uh swerves and uh i thought that was interesting i don't know it might be a coincidence but of course it being 2.0 new show makes me wonder if that dynamic is changing uh and uh i mean i i'm interested to see the the battle continue if it is going to go to war games War I games. wonder how they're going. Would they ever have women in the war games match to make it four on four? What are they going to do there? How are they going to match that up? That's a very interesting scenario. Well, if there was an intergender that the word we use mixed right. a mixed war games, I think that would be the most watched war games of all time. I, I, yeah, no doubt in my mind. No yeah. doubt in my mind that would be because Katrina, uh, sorry, Electra Lopez is just like a beast. Yes. Um, to, to your point, but yeah, I was I was right. Like if. We know Hit Row. I was looking for B-Fab to wrestle. I got it this week, but you're right. If I hadn't watched NXT before, if I saw that the colorful promos, I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot, turn it on. It looked like she was in the middle of the of the, the throne crown type deal inside backstage area. So I don't know. It's good. But, I mean, even, even the song, you come out and it's her, you know, for the most part, you just hear her on the track when they walk out because she's the first one. So it even sounds like her song with the guys, like the producers or whatever. Uh, again, if, if this was the first time and the only thing you've ever seen of them. So okay. you admit that Swerve is the corniest part of his group? I've never said that before. I mean, I, I have. Swerve's house. <laughs> okay. Swerve is confidence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just different. All right. Whatever's happening with these bird questions, Jack. Okay. <laughs> these are questions I had when I was watching NXT this week. Maybe you can help me out with these. And we talked about this a little bit, a little bit before, but were there any names as goofier as Braun Breaker in WWE? I mean, Husky Harris wasn't great. True. Braun Breaker <laughs> is pretty bad, though, because the, the name Breaker isn't even spelled right. Uh, it makes you wonder if this means they're closing the door on a Braun Strowman return, because we know they don't like having same names. Uh, in the company, um, even though they're spelled different, you know, it's the same, it sounds the same. That happens uh, time to time, though. Nina Samuels, Shaw Samuels, uh, Wesley, or Nash Carter, Caden Carter. It's not too bad. Yeah, those are all, though, uh, NXT. Those don't count. Oh, fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? This show counts, Jack. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, like, NXT UK doesn't seem to follow the same rules. And, uh, you know, before 2.0, NXT didn't follow the same rules, but now we'll see. It's, Braun Breaker is just a weird name. I don't really, I don't get it, but I'm sure it'll be fine. It's one of those names that I'm sure uh, he's going to be super successful. And in a few years, you know, we're going to be like, oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, he's, he's Rick Boogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he's a Baron Corbin. Uh, what, what color do you think the NXT brand is now? All of them. <laughs> the all color bronze. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're watching on YouTube, this background doesn't work anymore. I know. I think it changes all like different paints, splatters, and all that jazz. That's coming soon. <laughs> uh, I like the fact my favorite line of the night was Cameron Grimes uh, giving Damian Priest the other priest some champagne, saying "Take a few on me." That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved. Uh, I loved the whole inter. I like seeing the wrestlers backstage living their life or interacting, even if it's not in a. Uh, a rivalry kind of way. I think it makes it feel more real. And I think you actually see a lot more of who they are as people that way. Like seeing, seeing Cameron Grimes pay for the bachelor party and, and by uh, handing at to your point, priest, the drinks, take some on me. 
that builds who Cameron Grimes is. I know more about who he is now, uh, as opposed to just coming out here and saying, to the moon, I'm right. so rich. Like you kind of <laughs> see who he is in life. And I actually really like those intermingling of people like Odyssey Jones hanging out with them and stuff like that. I think that's a great, that's how you do it. Right. Yeah. It's a great simple way to like, tell me who they are without beating us over the head. Right. Uh, am I a complainer that NXT 2.0 was a little light on promos, something that NXT did exceptionally well? Uh, you know, I didn't really think about it. I would say it's a point, but not something to complain about because they did have a long segment of wedding, which was a long promo, I think is how we would consider it. Fair. Uh, the newest member of Diamond Mine is Ivy Nile, pro or anti? Um. I like her. I think. I mean, I don't know how she's gonna. I, I don't know her wrestling. Is, was she? Ha, does she have a background in wrestling? I haven't. I don't. I'm assuming MMA because th those uh, cuts are definitely. I, I don't know. She, I she, she looks like yeah, but she, I mean, she looks the part. She looks great. I mean, if you put her on a poster and said she's gonna have a match with uh, Zoe Stark or who like some wrestler, I'm you know, I'd be like, yeah, that looks like it's gonna be a banger of a match. So Got I like four yeah. more for you. Um, I'm getting tope suicida fatigue. How about you? Never. <laughs> uh, does it piss you off that Andre Chase is basically stealing Eddie Dennis's gimmick? Yes. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo, WTF? It's, it uh, it it feels like they went to the uh, the the bin of old <laughs> of old characters and and pulled it. I think it could work. You know, I mean, I was a big fan of. Uh, Big Vito and Johnny the Bull and, and those guys. So why not? I was a strong bully guy. I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and lastly, going into the four-way title match on this show last week, we both said Pete Dunne needs to win, but we were going to go with LA Knight as the actual victor. But Tommaso Ciampa gets Goldie once again. I feel closer to a storyline, but yet at the same time, it was a wrong decision. Am I crazy? I think this was the right call looking back on it. Because when you look at what NXT 2.0 looks like and you look at the bright colors, you look at that it's fun, Tommaso Ciampa is the no-one-will-survive supervillain that someone like Braun Breaker can beat to become the hero that is going to be the hero of that brand. Ah, this is why you love your insight. You guys, you are the brains of the operation because you already have a broad and his last name is Breaker. Draped in gold. Uh, this isn't a brains operation. <laughs> Draped in gold.com. About time we get out of here. Before we do, it's time for the MVP of NXT. Jack Farmer, who did it for you this week? Who do you have as our MVP? I always forget to pick an MVP before we do this part. I always forget to do it, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Braun Breaker. I, like I said, I think he broke out. He's going to be the – he Braun broke out. He's uh, going to be the face of the company. Uh, he got a big win over L.A. Knight. I mean, come on now. Day one, how do you pass that up? It's got to be him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was given uh, that opportunity. I did not – I would not have foreseen L.A. Knight losing not once but twice with the other time getting busted open. That was just a poor showing, and that was basically aided by Braun Breaker. I was – Going into this, I was thinking maybe a Noam Dar for doing the quote-unquote upset, but you're right. I mean, the rocket strapped to the back of Rick Steiner, um, what have you. So, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. I'll be back here next week. Hopefully, we have a lot more to write about in the positive column for NXT 2.0. It's that, that growing pains period, even though this growing pains was super quick, rushed, and abrupt. <laughs> but, yeah. Jack Farmer, before we get out of here, do you can tell the world how they can find you, interact with you, stalk you online. 
You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. And as you alluded to, we are now on the Mac Mania podcast every Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to ask everyone who's listening or watching, please do a huge favor. Go there on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on Spotify, just head over there on Apple Podcasts, hit it with a five-star review and leave a friendly comment. Uh, that would actually help us a lot. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind, please do that. Uh, but otherwise, at Real Jack Farmer, that's where I'm doing everything. Yeah, it's uh, the Mac Man podcast is part of the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. So put in the Ringer Wrestling Show or wherever your podcast services. Look for the Mac Man thing, drop a review. Say specifically, Mac Man is the best show I ever listened to. And quote, he did not tell me to say that, and you'll be fine. Uh, as for me, I'm available at flobito.com. That's F L O B I T O.com. If you want to know more about this show, drapedandgold.com. That's right, drapedandgold.com. But until next time, Jack Farmer, say the words. Do your best and be yourself.